0: We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thought, thought, thought. boo Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Hour number two of the show, live from the ak Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke on a Tuesday morning. Suns. A light week here, though. We've got the game tomorrow at home at the Footprint Center. And then actually this weekend, I, I tell you, Wolf, after the game tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll get more into this later in the week, their next three games after that, if you want to test now to see what it's like, you know, what's going to be like when you're playing playoff caliber opponents right. in successive games, you've got Sacramento on Saturday, still the three seed. Okay. Golden State Monday, Milwaukee Tuesday there you go.
1: Wow, well, how about that? Yeah, that is rich right there. That is, that is three and four nights. Three playoff teams and four nights. Wow, yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be an excellent barometer as to where the Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns and the assimilation of Kevin Durant into the Phoenix Suns experiment is going to go. Uh, and it is, it, I
0: mean, <laughs> it's nice the way they've been able to sort of ease into it. A couple road games, alright, you can get Charlotte and Chicago. Okay, here's a tough one against Dallas. Nice win, come home for a little bit, but uh, it's. It's, it's it's ramping up and it's not ramping up so much this week. But once Saturday hits, yeah, you start to starts to get a little more intense in terms of the level of opposition and the amount of games you're playing in a, in a more condensed schedule. Um, this we got into this on Friday and you weren't here on Friday. Talk to uh, Shane Don actually about it quite a bit. But now we've seen another game for the Suns against Dallas. And obviously we're going to see more. I'm going to start with the cut from Monty Williams last week on on what his expectations are for Kevin Durant. Again, this is from six days ago.
2: I don't think that's his deal. You know what I'm saying? I I think too many players in the NBA get too much pressure to lead. You know, I I just don't think it's necessary. You know, it's my job to lead. And players do it in spots. But that's the one thing I told him. I said, look, I'm not looking for you to lead. We just want you to be yourself and hoop. I think that's where he's the most free um, to be himself. We, We know we have Chris book leads in his own way um chris has been a great leader his whole life Um, we just want kevin to be himself and i think he can show nuances of leadership and i think he does that with the way he works it's been interesting to hear the comments from uh, different players and different people in the gym when they see him go through his workout it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen before and i think that's had a huge impact on everybody in the building so i think that's a form of leadership Man, what do you want to say about that, Luke?
0: Well, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Cause that, <laughs> that's what I talked to Shane Doan about last week. But I, I, I guess I'll just say this. I like the approach. I think that this is why this could work better for KD than almost anywhere he's ever been. And very similar to Golden State because they're not asking him to come in and be something he isn't. But... I do think we've already seen him lead on this team.
1: Yeah, you know, once again, there are alpha leaders and there are beta leaders. But it's still a leader. It's still a leader. Exactly right. And you've heard me call him a beta. That's what I believe that he is. I think he is a beta leader. He's a guy that is going to go out and he's going to lead by example. And, you know, there's a lot of alpha males, of course, that walk around and think they're a leader. They're not, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I can tell you that a leader is a guy that is going to hold himself to a standard he's not going to hold anyone else to that's number one and because of that what happens is a lot of his teammates actually look at him and think of him as a leader because he does that on a regular basis because they don't want to disappoint a guy that is actually going to hold himself to a standard he's not going to hold anyone else to. Number one. Boy, that is a good thing. And number two, you got to do before you can say, you have to go out and you got to do it. You got to play well. Well, he and does I the think doing. He does the doing very, very well. You know what? It's very similar to Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald was a beta leader. He was. Nobody, listen, Larry, right now, you want to talk about an alpha male? He's an alpha male, except when he walks in there. What he's going to do is be quiet, and he's going to show you what he's got. He's going to set gonna the go bar so really, high, though. Exactly yeah. right. He's going to hold himself accountable to a level he's not going to hold anyone else to, and then he's going to go out there and show you what he's going to do as opposed to telling you what he's going to do. And the other thing with guys like that is when they do talk— Everybody, you hear everybody
0: a pin drop, is everybody stops. Exactly yeah. right. Now, this is Kevin, because we've already seen, Katie, I thought we saw in the Dallas game, you can lead by the fact that he's a calming influence. We've seen the Suns play Dallas a lot lately, and things start to go sideways, and they're down by 20 and when things started to go sideways over the weekend, Kevin Durant just took over again. Now, KD, after that game, talked about leadership on this team and how he sees it.
2: There's always communication in the locker room. We're talking through everything we need to talk through, regardless of, you know, who's in the game. I think even the guys that have, don't play a lot of minutes, they they letting us know what they see from the sideline as well. So I think it, leadership is about a group effort. Like, we're not going to just look at one guy to, you know, have all the answers. I think we're all, we can all figure it out as a collective and move from there. And like I said, veteran teams that have been through a lot, that have seen some stuff in this league. Um, it's good to have that those voices talking in the locker room. So it's only going to make us better. I'm looking forward to keep building with this team. It's been fun so far.
0: What I like about this, Wolf, is you have Chris Paul's leadership style. It's unquestionable. Yeah, it's not the same as Kevin Durant's leadership style. No, it style. is not. I would say Kevin Durant's leadership style is closer to Devin Booker's. If I'm just going to go out here and do my job, and that's going to be amazing, and you probably should keep up, or you're not going to be playing. You know what I mean? Like the, That's the subtext. But I also, the part that really fascinates me is, I do feel like personality-wise, KD has a little DA in him, and, and probably more so earlier in his career, right. but I, I think that he can kind of, like, I just, I, I want somebody to do an interview with KD, and I want it to be an hour, and I want them to just ask him about DeAndre and Like, yes. what do you think of this guy? What did you think of him before you got here? What do you think of him now? Because I just want to know what KD thought and now thinks when he sees well, DA.
3: I mean, he would take him... On with the zombie apocalypse. Well, that's true. <laughs> so <laughs> that
1: was the guy he chose. Oh my goodness, Mal, turn your microphone off, off please. Off. Turn it up, actually. I, I turn mean, it up. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie Did you say, turn apocalypse? It on? I said, turn it <laughs> off, Mal. Thank you. Um, listen, the, the leadership part of this is fascinating to me because you're right about that. You've got. You've got Chris Paul. Chris Paul is to me he is the classic alpha male leader. He'll just yell at you, and and
0: you know what? He'll yell at. And and I think he's responsible how he does it. Like he's not reckless. Of course, but if he was willing to yell at you four years ago, what do you think he's willing to do now when he sees like, am I going to get a ring here or not? You know, like I'm sure Chris Paul wants the best for these guys whenever he retires. But is he really going to enjoy he doesn't get a ring and three years from now the Suns win a ring? Like he's going to do any it takes and
1: that means saying anything he has to to win right now here's the alpha beta and that is devin booker the alpha beta right now is a guy that i, I see him in four years becoming chris paul <laughs> all right <laughs> in terms of just not putting up with any nonsense Chris Paul has seen an awful lot. I'm not throwing any mud at Chris Paul whatsoever because he's been around a long, long time. And when you've been around a long, long time in professional sports, you don't have a lot of patience. (laughs) You don't have a lot of patience with guys that can't bring their talent to bear on a regular basis. Can I just admit that to you? you? You've got very little time or or inclination to put up with a guy that doesn't bring that his talent what he's been given to bear on a regular basis you've talked to him you've challenged him you've gotten his face over and over and over again and i'm not just talking about deandre and i'm talking about everybody else chris paul doesn't have a lot of patience where devin booker i think has got that patience but book is going to call you well, a
0: book though and said this on the show in the past he is um he he leads the nba in efficiency in terms of words used you know what i mean like yes. they have the player efficiency rating oh what's your shooting percentage what's this what's the team's offense look like when you're out there in terms of devin booker saying something impactful he can do it in like four words and that's typically how he tends to do it. All right, the Madness tips off next week and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text BUCKS to 620-620 to sign up, receive your bracket, compete for your shot at over $3,000 in prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. So again, that's BUCKS to 620-620. We come back, there are a lot of scenarios that could play out at the top of the NFL draft. Which ones are the best for the Cardinals? It's Wolf and Luke Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: This is not Getty Lee. Everybody, remain calm. Everybody, calm down. It's
0: not Getty. Stop it. You missed it last week when uh, Shane Don was in here. We were just playing Canadian bands as Rejoins. So, so it was Getty Getty Lee actually. Oh man, love you, Donor. Good morning, bro. Um, All right. So there are I don't know what how many possible scenarios are there for the Cardinals with the number three pick. There is, um, let's see, there is only one quarterback goes before them, right? So like the Bears take yeah. Will Anderson, okay. number and one, okay. right? Let's say um, there's two quarterbacks off the board and they just take Will Anderson. Yeah, there, please don't do that. Okay, wait a minute. No, the Cardinals take Will yeah, Anderson. Yeah, the Cardinals yes, take Will okay, Anderson. Good. There is the teams go crazy over Anthony Richardson or whoever, and... Anthony Richardson, quarterback, oh, Florida, under the radar up until the 2022 college football season. Richardson is a dual-threat quarterback with elite physical features, standing at six foot four and weighing 244 pounds of pure muscle. He has some speed as well, running a 4.43 forty-yard dash at this year's combine. The concerns around Richardson revolve around his accuracy, completing just 53 percent of his passes in his final season with the Gators. But his ability to make explosive plays in the air or on the ground make him a viable option for any team in need of a quarterback.
1: NFL comp
0: former Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
1: Attack. You killed it to attack. That was awesome. That was pretty funny. even had like the glow sticks going on really with the ADM right music in the Attack just did the annunciation You are your network dude. Um, okay. So. Let's like attacks can be hosting
0: like national evening news. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right, like by the end of this year. Yes. Yeah. Overnight yeah.
1: somewhere, he'll start or there. prime Or primetime. Primetime by 2024. Well,
0: exactly, yeah. But, but that'll years, be his reel right there. He'll make sure he sends so the Anthony Richardson draft yeah. capsule.
1: Anthony Richardson right now, beware. Oh my goodness, beware. I could be so dead wrong on this one, but Anthony Richardson is, is the reason why the combine is starting to fade in import <laughs> and the likes of him you show up and you watch Anthony Richardson you look at that kid and you watch him go through the the workouts as a quarterback this dude is 6'4 250 pounds he's running a four four three. are you that is terrifying to behold it is terrifying to watch you can't even believe there's a human being that is that big and that fast running, and he plays quarterback. You're going to draft him number three because you're like, his traits are incredible. Oh my goodness, I love how he looks. You you get mesmerized by these guys that are 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 competing. These guys that are out there in shorts walking around. They're not actually playing the game. <laughs> but boy, they look good in a pair of shorts. It's one of the reasons why the combine and the fact that you've got teams now that are not sending their head coach, teams that have really Dwindle down the amount of coaches they're actually sending, if any coaches at all, to the combine. This is um, this is something to watch because that is a trend that is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Especially when somebody drafts Anthony Richardson at number three, and he's a total bust. Well, this is the thing
0: with everything you just said right there, and I think logic would dictate. But it, it should have dictated that for the last ten years. Why don't you put more weight on what you actually see on the field than what they did one day and, in the middle of and February? That's what's happening? Whatever, really. It's starting to
1: come back. Starting?
0: That's why? Yes. Starting. Yes. But that, but that logic was there seven years ago, and teams weren't paying attention. I, I, the only reason I'm bringing this up, like I would rather just have Will Anderson. I, they, I'll keep saying this. I'd like to have Will Anderson. The Cardinals can trade the second round pick for a bunch of stuff. They can trade the first <laughs> next year, whatever. Um, but it depends
1: what you get well that's the <laughs> thing three. the
0: best okay. thing the best thing for the cardinals is is probably either the bears take will anderson at 1 and then you absolutely can trade the third pick because cj stroud or bryce young will be on the board or the one that i think is a little more underrated that I was kind of bringing up a week ago before the combine what if one quarterback that isn't bryce young or cj stroud catches these teams eyes because I hear what you're saying, that the league is starting to get a little more level-headed about the combine. But quarterback-desperate teams are never level-headed about anything. And so the best thing that could happen for the Cardinals right now is that some of these teams, and Indianapolis has to be a part of it, but if Indianapolis and Carolina, let's say, are looking at like, Anthony Richardson, we got to have this guy. Even if Young and Stroud go off the board 1-2, the Cardinals can call Carolina and be like, if you want this guy, Indianapolis is going to take him at 4. So you're going to have to trade with us to move up here and get him. I don't think Anthony Richardson's going 3rd, but I think he's probably going top 5. (laughs) I I think a a third quarterback is probably going top five. And you know how this works? They only move up now. Quarterbacks only move up now in the next month and a half without doing anything. All they do is move up the draft boards.
1: Yeah, I know. The Trey Lance affair really hurts this this premise. It it kills your point on this. It really does. Beware Will Robinson, right? Beware. It, It terrifies general managers. Three number ones, three ones to move up to get him. Maybe you
0: wouldn't get that, but could you get two ones and like a second or two ones and a third even? Would you do that if you're sitting there at uh, third?
1: Let me think about that. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, I think yeah. you would. I mean, you would have to. Assuming if somebody was going to offer
0: you that. Assuming it's a team with a top ten pick. Yeah, you know? it all
1: depends what your draft board is actually saying about Will Anderson. What, what is your draft? What, what is Monty Austin Fort and Dave Sears and the scouting department for the Arizona Cardinals? What are they saying about Will Anderson? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> This guy is Mr. Perfect. Zach
0: Larson is feverishly recording a Will Anderson draft uh, profile right now for all of us. Yeah, I would assume that's where he is. Attack. He's attacking the <laughs> draft profile. What uh, Aaron brought this question up before the show. What do you think the odds are that the Cardinals just are there at three
1: and they draft Will Anderson? I think it's a it's viable. I do. I, I think it's a, it's a viable option for. Them. Why would it not be? What what is it what would be the knock against Will Anderson? Can we hear anything? Can we hear Will talk at all? You listen to this guy. This guy talk and it's like you forget he is the best edge rusher coming out in this year's draft, in my opinion.
2: Khalil Mack and um, Nick Bosa. Only because recently I started loving the forklift, and Nick Bosa does that a lot. Mm. He does the forklift, the bull swipe, um, the bull rip, all those type of stuff. And that's sort of what I try to do in my game. Throw-bys, uh, forklift, um, working on that, getting on a dummy, using those two uh, hand shields that they got. And Khalil Mack just speed the power. Speed to power right there. Khalil back. It's a good combination Speed to power. The forklift.
1: Think about what a forklift does. You walk the guy back. Okay. The forklift. It's got to be
0: the most humiliating thing for an offensive lineman. You just get picked (sighs) up and moved backwards. Yeah. Here's the
1: thing. Who is the head coach of the Chicago Bears? Luke, I asked rhetorically. Matt Eberflus. Um, Former Colts guy former Colts guy, is he a defensive guy as well? Do you think there's
0: any way, though? It it feels like... Here, let me read you this quote. This is from uh, Peter King's Football Morning in America, talking about Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, okay? Yeah. He said, and I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase this, but he said Poles spoke uh, softly but urgently for 50 minutes. He said they're bringing back Justin Fields. we got to see this through. Uh, he said he made it clear he's not trading Justin Fields, and he's not picking a quarterback high in this draft. He left little doubt the Bears will trade the first overall pick and said he'd spoken to three teams at the Combine about a deal. He said he had enough conversations about a deal to know in swapping first-round pick this year he can get a 24-1 and a 25-1
1: in a Yo, major package right for a trade until that happens i'm not going to be settled i will not be settled and the reason being is because matt Eberfluis is a defensive-minded head coach and he's a guy that has to be looking at will anderson and saying that dude is special you have to right so, so until i see coach. it until i see it
0: I won't believe it. But that's, I mean, if you're going to use that logic with the Bears, I think that logic holds even more true with the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon because there is certainly a possibility where the Bears trade the pick. It sounds like they want to. And C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young goes first. The Texans take the other one. And you're sitting there at third. And you can probably trade the third pick but not get nearly as much because as much as I think there's a, a, a real possibility teams are going to go crazy over Anthony Richardson, they might not be willing to trade up. It might just be the Colts who won and They might just take him at four. So you might be sitting there with, like, I could trade this pick for a little bit, or I could just take Will Anderson. And to your point, the Cardinals also have a defensive-minded head coach. It
1: all comes down to whether or not the Chicago Bears look at him and say, we've never seen a dude like this. That's what it comes down to. And the Cardinals will have to answer the same question.
0: Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What's the one thing you need to be watching before the playoffs with the Phoenix Sun? 17 games left. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, we were talking about it during the break, Wolf. I don't know that we are fully prepared for what the environment's going to be like at Footprint Center tomorrow oh, night. Oh my goodness! In terms of a regular season <laughs> game, I don't know that we have seen. I'm sure. I don't want to get like right. over, but. I, I don't remember a lot of regular season games like this that we're going to see and that you have Kevin Durant playing his first home game as a member of the
1: Phoenix Suns and your title hopes are absolutely legit. <laughs> see, that's, that's the thing about it right now. Did you actually see how many people were at the Kevin Durant press conference? Yeah. <laughs>
0: should, we should have Kellen Olsen come in here and, and tell us about it. Since Every time you tried exactly. to ask a question, you couldn't hear
1: his question. Couldn't stand it right there, but honestly, I think Footprint Center is going to be lit tomorrow. I don't know. That's what the kids. You saying. know what I'm it's, it's going to be fire emoji. That's what I thought no, you were okay. going to say. No, no, that's old. That's they don't say. No, that's anymore. that's lit's older than that. It is. Yeah, lit's old. Okay, great. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I told you never to do that. You I told me to, to always me. do that. Uh, yeah. You specifically said always that's correct what, you not, on the not air. Not if I'm not if I'm I'm not living up to some form of pop culture narrative <laughs> that, that is out well, there. Why am okay. I here? There will be no talking <laughs> on the show. Okay. What's your point? What you say? My point
0: is that. That uh, it's going to be lit tomorrow. That was my point. Lit. (laughs) No, it's going to be for a game against Oklahoma City i don't think we can fully comprehend what it's going to be like every time kevin durant scores that place is going to go crazy tomorrow yes i think it's going to feel like a playoff game except the opponent oklahoma city's not terrible but like they're not a you don't get a playoff atmosphere playing against
1: oklahoma city you just you don't maybe in 2 years i don't think it matters i really don't it's not going I d- to i don't think it matters who the sons are going to play tomorrow night i really don't i think... The footprint center is going to lose its ceiling, metaphorically speaking, of course. Um. You brought this up before the show. I think it's a, it's a
0: really good question. What are you looking for now in these final 17 games separate from, you know, for me, like, I expect Kevin Durant to do what he's been doing. And, you know, he'll probably ramp it up a little bit more, too. Maybe not from the 37-point performance and, and being that efficient. But kind of know what you're going to get from KD and Devin Booker. Setting those two aside for a second what's the other main thing you're looking for now in these final 17 games?
1: Let me just back up a little bit here, Basin if you will, because Kevin Zimmerman wrote this incredibly cool article on ArizonaSports.com. I suggest you go check it out right there. It's about the impact that Kevin Durant is truly having. Kevin and Devin, of course, the impact those two are having on the Phoenix Suns right now. They have a plus minus of 16.3 with Booker and Durant as a duo on the court that currently right now is the fourth best number for duos that have actually appeared together in each of their last six games okay now with with the small sample size again with KD and book it's only three games that these guys have been on the on the court together
0: I think I I read that twice I think he's Counting it as six games, though, because they've each played three games. Yes. I, so, yeah, you're right. Yes. The
1: small sample size makes it makes it tough. It is still, though, a small sample size. But, again, you think about it. I mean, this is right up there with Jokic and Jamal Murray and, and Hart and Julius Randle. This is right up there with the best of the best. And that, to me, is really encouraging. Now, having said that, knowing that's how well things are going for the Suns when those two guys are on the floor, it also is a situation where those two guys are on the floor. Chris Ball's getting a lot of good looks, especially late in games. He's getting a lot of good looks, and it makes perfect sense that he does because any coach that is playing the Phoenix Suns, and here's the one thing we're not going to let you do, we're not going to give Devin Booker a good look, and we're not going to give KD a good look. We're not going to give those guys a good look. Somebody is going to be open. It's one of the reasons why we all thought D.A. would also get the opportunity, and that still may evolve with the Suns at some point in time. But right now, late in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul is getting wide-open looks. I don't know if you—do you agree with that, Luke? Yeah,
0: yeah I do, and, and I think there's there's two parts to that. One, he hasn't necessarily been hitting a ton of them yet, and they've still won the
1: games. Two, he's going to hit them. Okay, but here's the one thing about that. If you go back and look at it early in games, he hasn't hit it. Late in games, he has. Late in games, he has. (laughs) Which is so CP3. It really is. It is, but it gives new meaning to CP3. Doesn't it, Vinny? (laughs) It does. (laughs) CP3. Because teams are going to give Chris Paul three-ball looks. They're going to do that, and if he can actually hit it with some frequency and consistency, that's going to be the absolute nightmare for some team.
0: First of all, every time you do that CP3 thing, I purposely don't talk. So the command and control can cut it and play it back at some point.
1: Okay, great, thank you. Yeah, so you can you. what? Throw me under the bus no, like I've, you did with the legit? I, I feel like or the lit I feel like in this case, you, you, I will allow you to throw yourself under the bus.
0: Okay, thank or you. command and control will do it because they like to do that. Um, Chris Paul is averaging thirteen and a half points a game this season. Okay, yeah. he, for his career, he averages exactly eighteen points a game. The three games since they brought in Kevin Durant, he's only averaged eight
1: and they've won all three games. Yes. And we all know that number is going up. It's going up. It is going to go up. But again, uh, for me right now, if there is one trend that is happening, if there's one thing you'd love to see solidify going forward, other than the fact, obviously, that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker seem to be coexisting beautifully <laughs> right now. Other than that trend... Boy, you'd love to see CP3 be able to make that shot, the three-ball shot with some regularity late in games because he's going to get the opportunity. Yeah, and I think
0: that's that speaks to the bigger picture of all of this is the Suns have – they're just scratching the surface. Like this is the baseline of what they can do in their 3-0. and And, you know, yeah, okay, you beat Charlotte in Chicago. You just beat Dallas in Dallas too, and that was something you weren't doing before. And I think there's a, a growing feeling that this is, this is like the foundation. They're only getting better from here. Which, if we take a big step back, Wolf, was ultimately what the plan was for this season. Whether you were able to get Kevin Durant or not, this in March and heading into the playoffs was supposed to be when you started to really ascend. Obviously, you had Kevin Durant. makes it a little bit easier to do that, but they're doing it. They're doing it. The, the The plan before the season and something you only have so much control over, they are now doing. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day, Set one segment early with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. We have a guest coming up at noon. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: CP3! Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good.
0: Wolfen, down your lunch. <laughs> serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right. It's its 15 minutes early, so if you're freaking out right now like you're supposed to get back to work by noon or something, and you're like, why are they doing Wolf and your lunch at noon? We're doing it at, uh, at 11.45, a little bit early today, because Jay Williams is going to join us shortly. Jay Williams. Aaron uh, Maloney is here, as always, Aaron. Sure.
3: So Suns guard Devin Booker won his seventh career Western Conference Player of the Week honor for a three-game stretch that began with Kevin Durant's Phoenix debut. In that stretch, Booker averaged 36 points, 7.7 assists and 5.3 rebounds per game. He shot 56% overall as the Suns went 3-0 against the Charlotte Hornets, Chicago Bulls, and Dallas Mavericks. How's it working with KD and Book, guys?
1: I love a parade. Don't skip steps. Um, no, I know. Just everybody settle down. Especially you, Mel. I mean, to throw that out there like that. How's it going? You like this right now? Um... <laughs> Don't skip steps, Pop. I, I, I'm totally on board with that, and I'm having a hard time because I've turned into fanboy. Just watch; it's three
3: games. See if it's you would have three game sample size. If you would have jumped on board. <laughs> In June? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You could have had oh, a running start. You could've it could this be a little bit easier.
3: That's the that's the best part
1: of all this stuff is listening to KD. <laughs> listening to him talk about this, coming together as a team, to talk about leadership, to talk about his part in all of this. That's the best part about it. When I thought it was gonna be drama. Hey Kyrie, you <laughs> know, I think that drama was more
0: guy It still doesn't feel that. totally real. I I, I, and I know it's only oh. been three games. Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know when it totally feels real. I mean, beating Dallas in Dallas certainly <laughs> helps, but it just sort of feels... like I, I still remember what it was like leaving the arena after Game 7. Everybody just kind of in a daze walking back to their cars. And now, like this year, it might be the complete opposite. We might all just be like, did the Suns just like run right through the playoffs? What, 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 what just happened that's me skipping every step sorry that
1: is
3: so then it feels
1: good does it not it feels great does.
3: um what are your expectations for his home debut tomorrow night
1: you
0: know, with KD, man, I just expect the same thing every game. <laughs> like Fireworks. a specific, yeah. If you want a specific point total, I if I set the over under, you know what? I'll look it up while Wolf's talking. But I, yeah. I would expect <laughs> at least twenty eight points, I, and that's probably gonna be my number for most games. He's not gonna hit it every single game,
1: but there's gonna be games where he has forty four too. Okay, so what do you think they're gonna do? You got Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, do you think? Do you think they're going to try to force feed KD? I don't think, do you think you have they're going to. Gonna, do you see, I don't think. I, I think you're right about that. I don't think you have to. I don't, think you have to. I don't think you have to change anything. But um, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Book is going to try to actually get KD going because it is the first game at Footprint Center. Our, I think he's going to do that.
0: Our most highly anticipated round of Kevin or Devin yet this is This
1: is going to be a tough call. Yeah. This is going to be a really tough call because I, I think, again, there's no doubt... The impact that Katie's having on Devin Booker cannot be measured with human hands. He has gone off to the fact that, again, he's the Western Conference Player of the Week. But I think we might see a little deferment tomorrow night. We'll see.
3: The Cardinals have a lot of decisions to make this offseason, and with Kyler Murray's rehab from his ACL surgery likely pouring into the regular season, what quarterback do you trust? To be the Cardinals QB while Kyler is still on the sideline.
0: Oh, I hear Tom Brady's available, so let's make yeah. that call, right? Um, want Brady? No, I don't want Brady. Uh, well, back I mean, I take Brady, Brady but <laughs> it's going to cost go however over many millions of dollars. And I don't think Kyler gets his job back from next season until the, uh, the following year if it's Brady. Um, look... Jacoby Brissett is the obvious answer. That's the one everybody's going to say with the tie to to Drew Petzing and the fact that he was in a similar situation last year. Not similar circumstances, but similar in that he started the year as the starter and knew no matter what he did, he wasn't the starter by the end of the year. So that that one makes a lot of sense. But we're going to get into some of the names uh, in a little bit. There's there's more yeah. than just one name out there.
1: First of all, uh, Colt McCoy. I think Colt McCoy is going to be fine by that first game. I think he'll be great. Um, the offseason, of course, is not going as well because of his injury. But I think he's going to be fine at some point in time this offseason going forward, of course. And I think he will be ready to play in that first game. So I'm going to say Colt McCoy.
3: ESPN's Todd McShay released a new mock draft this morning. At number one, he has the Bears making a trade with the Colts for Indy to snag Bryce Young. At number two, he has the Texans drafting CJ Stroud. Then at number three, he has the Cardinals taking Will Anderson. So, as we sit here on March 7th, what do you think the odds are that Will Anderson is a member of the Cardinals following the first round of the NFL draft?
1: See, here's the whole thing right here. The Colts at number four. The Colts at four. They're going to want, if they want, there's Anthony Richardson. (laughs) And there's going to be somebody that falls in love with Anthony Richardson. And it might be the Indianapolis Colts. And the terror they may feel knowing that somebody might move up to number three, just like the 49ers did to get Trey Lance and then draft Anthony Richardson. The horror of that. Um. Having said that, there's no way the Arizona Cardinals, there's no way. If that scenario happens, there's no way the Arizona Cardinals are not going to move that pick. Okay, I'll just give you a number. I'll go 35.
3: I appreciate that. Thanks for playing my little game. <laughs>
1: see, no, that's why
0: I'm here. I'll go 35% because there's, there is a chance they trade the pick. There is a chance they keep the pick and don't take Will Anderson. I think that's a pretty small chance. There's a chance that the Bears take him and then you definitely trade the pick. I, I think there's a few different ways it can go. I'll go 35.
1: I'm going 100%. 100%? Go Wait, what does that mean? So 0%? Yeah, right.
3: Wait. I'm now confused.
1: Okay, So you
3: think they're What's drafting? The question what was the question? What are the chances Will Anderson is a member of the Cardinals following the first round of the okay. NFL draft? Zero. <laughs> you gave me zero.
1: Zero percent. You don't think he's going to be a Cardinal? Wow. If, if oh, the scenario wrong. happens that you
3: said, no, yeah. I take all the ifs and buts.
1: Okay, all right. On great. March
3: seventh, the March Cardinals 7th. are at number three. The Bears still have not traded that first overall pick.
1: Ah, okay. Sorry, I jumped. I did. You skipped Skip some steps. steps. I did. I did. I totally step skipped steps skipper. right there. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to say 40. No, what'd you say? No, I'm not telling you. Because you, know, go you one said 35. Over. I'm yeah. going to do 36%. Ah, you
3: did do you say 35 because of Katie?
1: Yes, probably. It's, a it. it's just in my mind now. <laughs> I love it. Sorry I butchered that, mouth It's all
3: right. <laughs> Tom Brady might not be done after all with his playing in the NFL, according to Rich Eisen, who talked to people in Indy. Number
1: one rumor I heard. Heard at the combine, not in terms of a lot of yacht chatter, but this this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: what?
1: It's a couple people who are like, just you, just hang on, just you wait. Or wait for and I'm like, what? what I'm, I'm, for? And I'm like, he's Instagramming out videos of his cat.
0: Hey, you know? Trips. Yeah. He was at UFC he over get, the weekend. I know. But it
1: doesn't look like he's getting uh, big, big and fat, does it? and And then he just let, like let it play out. let's see who wants what. and and the one place that folks are saying keep an eye out for is Miami.
3: So what are the percentage chances, Wolf? Well, oh no that Tom Brady plays again <laughs> in the NFL.
1: I, I, I'm embarrassed to say this for Tom. I love Tom Brady. I, I love the go. Yet I'm embarrassed to say this. I'm going to go 45% chance, just under 50. 45% so, chance he actually comes back. Ooh, so there's a bigger wow.
3: percent chance that Tom Brady plays again in the NFL than it is that the Cardinals draft Will Anderson. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Because they're going to be offered, they're going to get the farm <laughs> if it works out the way that I think it will. But what
3: if they love him so much? that the farm doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, and that's the question right there, Mel. It is. But the fact that the Colts are going to be sitting there thinking, Anthony Richardson, he looks so good! He looks so good! And somebody could actually move up to number three and snatch him away from him. I, I I just, I don't know.
0: Brady's only got to make it one more week to set his own retirement record. One week from today would be 41 days, Tom. So just hold out for one more week and you will have retired for 41 four days. Why does that matter to you? Well, because the previous record was 40. Oh, okay. 40. Uh, would you
1: said 45? You see him come
0: back, don't No, you? I just think he's going to. I, I'll Uh-oh. say uh, I'll say 46%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, has Jay Williams said <laughs> his expectations changed with the Suns after seeing Kevin Durant's first three games? We're going to ask the co-host of Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 47.